Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. One, two... Three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Let me tell you who I am. I am a survivor, a teenage mother, a welfare recipient, and a woman. I am a teacher, life coach, minister, lawyer, and author. I've had my share of breakups, breakdowns, and breakthroughs. I did my work and put my life back together piece by piece. I am Ianla Van Zandt, and I am here to help you do your work. I'm in New Jersey doing the work of redemption. This is a story about three fatherless sons and the man that made them that way. 33-year-old Isam says he has spent decades living in pain because of his distant relationship with his father. I barely have any memories of my father and my mother and I being a family. He was literally gone at the age of three. I felt very lonely as that little boy. Isam's 37-year-old half-brother, Sean, had a similar experience growing up. My mom raised me. She worked a lot, so I was left to figure a lot of things out on my own. I sold drugs, I robbed people, in and out of prison. I never felt like I belonged anywhere because I couldn't relate to where I came from, who, who my family was. Isam and Sean say their father, 63-year-old John, was in and out of their lives, sometimes disappearing for years at a time. It's been two years since I've seen my father, and he literally lives 15 minutes away. The pattern hasn't changed from childhood to now. Over the last four decades, Isam and Sean say they've tried to mend their relationship with their father, but he has disappointed them, broken promises, and lied to them over and over again. I think maybe around age 10 or 11, I, I kind of just wrote him off. It was like, okay, enough of dealing with your bull****, you know. It's so strange to come from a man and feel like, I can't trust you. I don't believe you. I don't know you. Isam and Sean say their father has told them so many lies they didn't even believe him when he said he'd suffered a stroke. I don't trust my father at all. Just when they'd given up on their father for good, they received a shocking phone call. He's like, hi, I know you don't know me, but um, I'm your brother. And I'm thinking to myself, this isn't Sean. And he's like, well, I'm your father's firstborn. Why didn't he make an effort to make sure we knew who our family was. He has to start, you know, being real with us because we can't build anything off a lie. Since his stroke, John says he is now ready to face the sons he abandoned and finally introduce them to the brother he kept a secret for decades. How many boys do we lose to these streets? How much pain is in these houses? Just by virtue of the fact that daddy didn't come home. I'm meeting Isam outside his childhood home. 
Are you Isam? Yes. And I am Iyanla. Where he says he waited night after night on the stoop for the father who never came. So nice to meet you. I was telling someone the other day that normally I have these conversations with myself. What conversations? Just conversations about my father. You want a pillow? No. No, you sure? From the hood, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I come right up out of Brooklyn, OK? okay. So tell me this. Why am I here? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're here because in June, I received a phone call from a man telling me that he was my brother. Mm. And he's 43 years old, and I, had, I knew nothing of him. So that, to me, put me back in the headspace of, you know, I've always been trying to reestablish a relationship with my father. Do you have a relationship with your father? Not, not at all. OK, so do you want a better one? Or do I, I you want to build one? one. I want, want one, yes. I want to prepare you for a couple of things. Number one, that you may get exactly what you asked for, OK? Because that can be just as frightening as not getting it. Do you get that? Mm -hmm. OK. I want to prepare you for the possibility that nothing changes. And then you're going to have to make some choices. Tell me about knowing that your father is alive mm -hmm. and you and him are not connected. My heart is broken. And it's been broken for a long time. And I feel lost a lot of times. I, I know I was a daddyless daughter. And many times I had to sit on the porch waiting for my father to come, and he didn't come. How many times did you sit here waiting for your father? <laughs> well, the sad thing is, I think earlier on, I was probably always hopeful that he'd show up. You know? And what's, what's the conversation while you're waiting? <laughs> Every car that comes by, is that him? Or maybe he's walking. You know, maybe he's around the corner. Maybe he's in traffic. Maybe there's some reason why he's not here or why, you know, I've been waiting so long. But I never would get an answer. See, my mom was always quick to tell me that he wasn't coming. Like, I don't know what you're waiting for and was trying to, like, push that on me, too, to not expect too much from him. You know, we tell little boys, stop that crying. I'm going to tell you, cry your little heart out. Because that's where your healing comes. Every tear waters a blessing. What does that little boy's heart want to <laughs> say to his father? Yeah. Yeah, it's OK. Yeah. Let him talk. Let him talk. I just want... <laughs> yeah, just let him talk. Don't think about it. Listen, listen, and let him talk. Do you even love me? Yeah. Do you even like me? Right. You know, do you want to know anything about me? Do you care to have me in your life? That's what I want to know, because it, I don't see it. I don't see it being important enough for you to do anything about it. I was um, thinking about you and your brothers and your dad the other day. And this is what I heard in my heart. I'm going to offer it to you. I heard that an absent father enslaves his son's soul to sorrow and suffering and questions that he never gets to ask. Have you been enslaved? Yes. Ask for what you want, because you're not a little boy anymore. You're a grown man, all right? I'm going to go talk to your dad. Oh, yeah? Good luck with and that. Here's, and here's, here's your assignment. I need you to get clear, crystal clear, about the stuff that boy needs to say. 
and the questions he needs to ask. I'm meeting with Isam's father at a house a few blocks away. Mr. Houston. Hello, Ms. Bansan. How are you today? Thanks for meeting me here. I wanted to bring us to neutral territory. All right. <laughs> John spent decades lying to his sons, disappearing out of their lives for years at a time, and never even told them they had an older brother. I need to understand why. So you have three sons. Is that accurate? Yes, ma'am. By three different women. That's right. Okay. That means you didn't stay with your three children's mothers. That's correct. Three sons, and you're absent for all of them. Yes, ma'am. Let me just say, first of all, for me, as a mom, yes, as a woman, this ain't even about you. Of course. Really, it's not. I understand that. I sat with your son today on the same stoop he sat on waiting for you to come many, many days. I sat with him. He waited for you. So your story has to be communicated to your sons. Because right now, they've made your absence and abandonment about them. Yes, ma'am. Yeah? And it's really about your story. I've always been responsible to other people. Mr. Houston tells me that when he was a boy, his own father abandoned his mother and their eight young children. As the eldest, Mr. Houston says he became the man of the house. That responsibility led me to leave school at a very, very early age. If you really felt responsible for your siblings, I would think that both that experience and the experience of being fatherless would make you cling to your sons as opposed to detach from them. What happened? I just didn't feel at that, that time that I knew how to be a dad. I just didn't know. I did not shun my responsibilities oh, as far not. as taking care of them and providing for them financially. Okay. Okay? I'm not a deadbeat father in that sense. Really? And have you ever been kissed by a dollar bill? No. Have you ever played basketball with a check? No. Oh. I could have probably done more. I could have done it. I tried to do that. I accept mind. your story, and I know that that's your hurt and your pain. But I'm a student of Yoda, and Yoda says, there is no try. There is only do or don't do. That, that's, that's all I know. I felt afraid because I felt that my life wasn't worthy. Mm. Mr. Houston explains that when he was a teenager, the pain of his father's absence and the burden of trying to fill his shoes became too much for him to bear. I went on top of my rooftop. And I stood on the ledge. And I was really ready to end it all right there at 16 years old. And as I looked down at the pavement and I inched closer to the edge even more, the police were there. My mom was there. My grandmother was there. And I realized that I was really, truly alone. I, I hear that. And goodness knows I, I can imagine that. 
What I can't get with Mr. Houston is how you could inflict that pain that you experienced, the pain that sent you to the roof, how you could inflict that on your own babies. I know. I can imagine what my sons must feel like Here's because I, I, yeah. I did that to them too as yeah. well. Let me take you to that moment when you open your eyes and realize you had a stroke. Do you remember that moment? Yes, ma'am. Tell me about that well. moment. Tell me about that moment. I was paralyzed from the neck down. First thing that came to my mind was my, my boys. And the doctor came to me and said, well, you're lucky to be alive. I didn't think so. I had to face myself. And quite frankly, it wasn't something I was very happy with at all. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Now, I'm meeting with Sean, the middle son. Hey, Mr. Sean. How you doing? I'm fine, Mr. Sean. How are you? It's nice to meet you. You want a handshake or a hug? A hug would be better. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. You ready for this? Yes. I'm speaking with each family member separately before finally bringing them together for the first time. What has it been like for you, not having a dad? It's, it's been rough, you know? I, I feel like if I would have had guidance, I could have went a lot further in life. I could have avoided a lot of the pitfalls. Such as? Crime. Such as? I sold drugs. I robbed people. I broke in houses. You know, broken cars. You know, I fought a lot. Why? I think when I was a younger man, I was just angry. You've been to jail? Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what do you need to know from your dad today? Why he lied so much? That kind of ruined me at a young age. Like, What did he lie to you about? He would do things like, oh, I'm, I got tickets to the Mets. I'm coming to get you and never come. He did that so many times, like, I never really took him serious. And I was like, I was like 10 then. My mom used to tell me your father battles with the fact that he's not pleased with who he is as a person. I think that's part of the reason why he told a lot of lies. My father told me that he recently had a uh, he recently had a stroke. He called me and told me, and I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then later on, it was kind of like confirmed, and I I felt bad. I was like, dang, you know, my dad had a stroke. I didn't even go to check on him or nothing. I I really thought he was lying. I thought he did that. Well, he created that. So you haven't seen him since the stroke. No, I haven't. 
And he's not the only one you haven't seen. You haven't seen your older brother. Mm. Don't know him. Never seen him. Mm -mm. Didn't even know he existed. And how'd you find out he existed? He called me one day. And he was like, this your older brother. My older brother. Born from a previous relationship, Mr. Houston's eldest son, Juba, lived just 15 minutes from where his half-brothers grew up. But his father never introduced them and kept Juba's very existence a secret for decades. You're the elder brother. Yes. You've never seen your brothers. No, I haven't. He told me about them years ago, but never, ever introduced me. Do you have a good memory of time with your dad? It's sad, no. He used to always promise uh, my mother that he would really take the initiative to be a father. And he would lie. He would lie. He would uh, tell her, OK, bring him downtown. And he wouldn't show. He wouldn't show. And my mom, she's a tremendous woman. Because what she tried to do was always show me that she loved me. In spite of my father not wanting nothing to do with me, and this one specific time, she took me down there. He didn't know she was coming. And it broke out into a fight, and both of them was arrested. And during the arrest, they separated them in the cells. And I can remember sitting on the outside, and he screamed, oh, that bastard ain't mine. That, that right there, it has really took a strain, put a lot of pressure on me. Tell me how. Tell me like what. Uh, I made a lot of unhealthy decisions from the use of drugs, uh, turning to the streets at 14 years old that led me to prison life. But that lifestyle, I really wanted out of it because I have five children of my own. Five? I have five, yes. Four boys and one girl. Four boys. Four boys. Yikes. Yes. Tell me what it's like to be the father of four boys knowing that you didn't have a father. It's rough because uh, I, I never wanted to be like him. I never wanted to do to them what he did to me. Okay, I want you to do me a favor. Turn your chair around for me. I want you to sit here. I want you to turn your hands up in a receptive manner. And no matter what happens, don't open your mouth. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. Mr. Houston? Yes, ma'am. Oh, careful. Okay. I need you to trust me for one moment. Yes, ma'am. You will? Yes, ma'am. I'm not gonna let you fall. Okay. I'm not gonna let you hurt, get hurt. Okay. Now, I want you to tell me, just using your hands. Yes, ma'am. I want you to tell me what you feel. Okay. Do you know this human being? Um, yeah, I think I do. And who would that human being be? This human being would be my oldest son, Juba. That's what I feel. Now I want you to use your heart and tell me what you feel. I feel him breathing in his heart, so full of grief that he never knew his dad. I'm so sorry for what I did. 
and you need her to forgive me. For what? Forgive for me not for not being there. And what else? Forgive me for for not showing you the kind of love that a father should show his son. <laughs> forgive me for not knowing how. And not knowing how to be a father. Sit here, Mr. Houston. He's got you. He's got you. He's not going to let you go. Sit here. I love you, man. I always loved you. And I, I, I forgive you, but I just ask you to be sincere, man. What do you forgive your dad for? I want you to tell him. I forgive you for the times that you lied. I forgive you for the biggest hurt that I ever felt was when you called me a bastard and they, you denied me. I forgive you for that. Here's the challenge, Mr. Houston. Your sons have never met. Esam could walk past his brother on the street today and not even know who he is. So we really have to heal that. We really have to heal that. It's day two in New Jersey. You look nervous. I am. Today, Isam and Sean will finally meet the brother they never knew they had. I love you people call me here, ask for the help, and then I get here and you get all scared and... And confront the father who kept him a secret. So what do you know now that you didn't know when I got here yesterday? You know, I was really thinking about what are my memories that really make me my angriest? I feel like it's my mother's anger that I felt like I've been living with all these years. Yes. And, you know, my mother and my father had a really horrible relationship. Last night when I went home and I spoke to her, she was telling me something about getting, you know, something about them. And I was just kind of like, well, what do you want me to do with that? Good for you. There's nothing I can do with that anymore. I don't think there was anything I could, ever could do with that. So I don't want that. You know, so very often as women and as mothers, we do not, we're not aware of how involving our children and our upset with the father blemishes the child's relationship with the father. There's really one story in particular that like angers me. And it was um, a time that she told me that they were having an argument and the only way that he felt like he can best control her was to dangle me out the window. And you don't remember that? I don't remember that. She said Do I was an infant. Do you know that to be the truth? I don't. I don't. But that's perhaps what I've should... been... <laughs> perhaps I should ask. Ask him. But I, I've, I've been so used to my father telling so many tall tales. In order for this to be healed, you got to think higher, beloved. Okay. you got to think higher. You've got to hold out to the possibility that not only can your relationship be healed, but that he has changed. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. It's been two years since Isam and Sean have seen their father, John. 
In that time, he's had a stroke, and they discovered they have an older brother. Today, they need to support each other as they finally hold their father accountable for his actions. Long time no see. Not that long. So what is it that you know, are ready to talk to your dad about today, both of you? Just enough of the secrets, man. Enough of the lies. Like, what's really going on with you? Yeah. What will it take for him to gain your trust back? At least for me, some kind of acknowledgement of admitting that he lied about something. Maybe not even an explanation as to why you lied, but I want to at least hear you at least, at least admit to one lie. Well, accountability yeah, requires accountability. that he tell you what he was going for. Whether their father is willing to own up to the truth is up to him. How you doing? But to demonstrate a renewed commitment to his sons, Mr. Houston is finally righting a wrong over 30 years in the making. This is your oldest brother, Juba. Wow. Man. <laughs> oh. Hey, man. Oh. I've been longing for this day, man. <laughs> wow. Man. <laughs> Have a seat. Oh, you want to uh, sit? I'm going to sit right here in the middle of them. OK. Three against one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you look over there, tell me what you see. Three reflections of myself. I see what irreputable harm I've done. I really didn't understand how to be a part of your lives. I locked you out because I was afraid. Has caused me severe, severe damage in a way that only a person who has been in my shoes would ever know. Mr. Houston, I hear you, beloved. You are making this about you. No, I'm not, man. Hold on, hold on. Do you hear your father accepting responsibility, Sean? Uh, I feel like he's making excuses like he always does. Do you hear your father accepting responsibility, Juba? I've expressed to you what you need to do, man. And you have to really accept the fact that you can't make no excuses. You can't even put up a guard. You can't really, truly, truly understand me through words. You can't. And nobody else can. I've been as close to death as one can get. And until I owned up, until I sat in this stillness and I had the time to think about the harm that I had Mr. done. Mr. Houston, you are making this about you again. Well, ma'am, I, I don't that... know what you okay. want from me. But it seemed like to me you want sympathy. And tell me what that face is that you're wearing. <laughs> you're wearing a face. Because I know my father to be a very smart man. I know you to be a very smart man. So I can see you wrapping your mind around what's expected of you today in this process. I'm not necessarily sure I'm hearing anything different than what we already, already heard from you. I've seen you cry before me. I've seen all of that, but I haven't seen you follow up and try to attempt to change anything in our relationship. It's always like this great epiphany that happens, but Nothing else happens after that. 
And so I'm wondering if you had this huge epiphany after your stroke, when after the stroke were you gonna reach out to us? I wanted my sons back to really to see me where I was at least Well, it's at least presentable enough to get all of you together to say, hey, Dad, we forgive you. Dad, do you understand that? When you told us you had a stroke, we didn't believe you? Because you lied so much, we did not believe you. We laughed about it. And I feel horrible about that now because we actually sat and joked about you having a stroke. I really don't know if these are the proper words for me to say or in the text context that is proper English. But I truly, truly realize that more importantly that you are reflecting back to me the lies that I told. What does that mean? How are they reflecting the lies that you told? Because of the mistrust. Because of Mr. Their Houston, own it's words. real simple. You lied to your sons. You didn't honor your word. When you said you were coming, you didn't. And they waited for you. And you gave them reasons and excuses for not coming. Mr. Houston, that's real simple. We don't need the grand speech. You know, we need you to be straight up. Just like I'm being straight up with you, you need to be straight up with us. And I, mean, I told you yesterday. Can, I told you can yesterday. I ask a, excuse me, Juba. I, I really don't need to hear any more about what people ask me or what people told me. What I really truly need... Pa, stop. That's selfish. No, 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 no. What I really no, truly no, need no, is no, to be no, about no, what I'm no, feeling. No, And what I'm feeling... I'm not going to allow you to do that. I'm not going to allow you to do it. I can't no, ask for stop, any stop, forgiveness stop, stop, from my sons. Stop, no, because no, you don't know me. And no, and you don't know but that's you. You don't know me because of the fact that I didn't tell you about me. No, you didn't show I up. I didn't share you wasn't there. about me. You wasn't there. You understand? I, I didn't. You wasn't I there to let us know you. I responsibility ever since I can remember. I and got I, tired and of so the have I. And guess what? And I didn't I abandon my children, Pop. I left. I don't know Pop. what else to okay, say. Could you listen? I don't listen. know what else to listen? explain. Mr. Houston, Pop. Listen. Calm down. Mr. Houston, Just listen. listen. Calm down. That's all you have to do. Please, listen. ma'am. Please, don't put your hands on me. Just sit down. Pop, sit down, man. Sit down. Because that's not right. Just sit down. Sit down, man. Sit down, man. That's not right. Mr. Houston. No, no. Stressing yourself out. No, no. No, no, no. You are not going to leave your sons again. You're going to listen. No, I ain't going to listen. You're going to listen, Mr. Houston. I just need some time. Okay, breathe. Please. Don't touch me. No, now you're not going to tell me don't touch you. No, don't touch me like that. Please. Let me say something to you. First of all, I love you too much. And I love you too much. I need to calm down. Okay, let's do it. I need to calm down. Let's do it. So hold up, hold up. You a man like me? What's wrong with you? No, when you said to me just now, when you just said to me just now, you said to me, don't physically touch me like that. No, you don't tell me that because you're my father, and I have a right to touch you like that. Let's get it out. Come on. I have a right to hug you, to love you, to express myself. If that's not enough, I don't know what else I can do. Your youngest son is speaking. Your youngest son is speaking. Tell him. This is reminds me too much of you and my mother and what I had to deal with in the house. I need you to sit down and stay and actually deal with this. I don't need for you to get up and walk out. I need you to confront yourself, confront us, and sit down and deal with this. You walking out, you blowing off steam, it's not going to do nothing for us. I need you to sit the f 
lockdown, because that we're not going to do today. OK, just give let me time let to him go. cool let him go. He's all right. myself down. OK, so why, why not have a seat? I can't sit. You can. You're choosing yeah, you, not to. You gotta to. sit down because we can't you talk can. like that. You can. I want You're you to breathe. You're choosing not and to. And relax. You're Please. choosing not to. You, you think I don't understand your story, man? You think I don't understand? No, no, it's like. Listen, I'm not gonna feel sorry for you, I man. I need no one. That's what you want. No, it is. Yeah, you don't know me. Why don't you shut up and listen, no, man? No, no, no. No, you gotta think higher. Think higher. Okay. So look at me. You are far too intelligent far too powerful to have this kind of reaction to the suggestion of a simple sentence. You're making this about you. It's very simple. Sean, I lied to you. They don't care why. Isam, I lied to you. When he was sitting on that step, waiting for you, for every car that came by, and you didn't show up, you lied to him. Juba, I lied to you. That's simple. That's ownership. Make a new choice, Mr. Houston. Look at me. I'm not worthy of this. Yes, or at least are. I don't think well, I'm. You, you, but you feel like I'm not. But you know what, Mr. Houston? I'm inviting you to do something. And you, you know, can either run the story or you can make another choice. How about that? Do they know where you were at 15? No. Well, why don't you tell them where you were on that roof? I was about to commit, take my own life. I just couldn't do, deal with it anymore. I was put in a mental institution for almost two years because I, they said that I had problems and they took me away for a while. I'm gonna tell you something about feeling sorry for yourself and not forgiving yourself for things you've done. Pity brought me to the point where I felt the same way you felt. But instead of a ledge, I was on the dock with a gun. And I put the gun to my head, and I just didn't want to live. I, I didn't know why I didn't want to live. It's just I was tired for no reason, mm. you know? I, I heard my mother's voice, you know what I'm saying? Don't do it. It'll get better. And I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't do it, because I'm able to be here to talk to you about it, you know. Let um, me explain this no to you. Let me say no this explanation. to you. No explanation. I don't, I don't want an explanation, man. All I want from you is to keep it simple. I lied to you, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to do better. And we can move on from there. But all, you know, all this emotional crying and beating around the bush and trying to give me a, I know what you went through. I know you're a veteran. I know some of the things you went through. I understand you didn't come back, you know, mentally equipped to deal with a lot of things you had to deal with. I understand. So we're not trying to gang up on you, but we want you to be real. That's all I wanted you to be my whole life, is be real. Mr. Houston, you lied about these two young men having a brother. And are you aware that in your in dishonesty with Isam and Sean, that you were Denying your son. Yes. Mr. Houston, did you refer to your son as a bastard? Yes, ma'am, I did. I, I was wrong. I, I was wrong. Tell him this for me, Mr. Houston. Juba, you are not a bastard. Juba, my son, you're not a bastard. 
looking at them now is how you become accountable for it. Without any frills or ribbons or bows, I lied to you. Please forgive me. In my heart, I'm asking for forgiveness. Forgive him. There's a communication that Esam needs to have with you. I mean, there is that one situation that, that, that bothers me most, the story that I was told of you arguing with my mother and you taking me and hanging me out of a window. Whoever told you that was telling my son a lie. Is it possible that? No, no part. OK. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's a definite, let me be concise and let me be clear, no. She told you her side. He's told you his side. Whether you know or not now is up to you. Sean, what I needed from you was. What I needed from you was guidance. And you weren't there, and that made me feel more alone than I already felt. What I needed from you was. What I needed for you was your presence. And you wasn't there. And that made me feel lost. Yeah. OK. I truly apologize. And I would ask for your forgiveness. Mr. Houston cannot undo the past, but he can choose to change the relationship he shares with his sons moving forward. I would ask you to start here. And today, I reclaim my son, Juba. Let him know that. I reclaim my son, Juba. I reclaim my son, Sean. And I reclaim my youngest, youngest son, Isam Sharif. But the biggest thing, Mr. Houston, is they have to know they can trust you with their heart. They have to know that. Trust me, it hurts these sons to think of their father as a liar. That hurts them. So, when I reseat you, come over here, yes, at the head of this village, you have to know that they're trusting you. Yes, ma'am. And when the king abdicates the throne, the entire village suffers. Cannot abdicate the throne again. You just can't. It will cost you everything. And them too. Before I leave, I walk Mr. Houston and his sons through a sacred cleansing ceremony, a ritual that symbolically washes away the past and makes way for a new future. So, Baba, come on. Okay. What do you want to affirm for your son? I affirmed my commitment to my grandchildren. I affirm you as my son. Ooh. I want you to kneel there for me. I want you to put your head over there. And you're going to bless his head. Yes, ma'am. I affirm my son, Sean Pierre. I affirm my commitment to you as your father. Love you, Dad. But I want my youngest son to know that from my heart, I love you very much. <laughs> I love you. I love you a lot, man. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. It has been an honor for me 
that you would trust me enough with your heart, your story, and your brothers. Well, my work here is done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. One, two... Three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.